Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What has happened, everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 200 of your favorite podcast, The Gordon Podcast. I'm Rose Justin Haley, and today I'm going to talk to you about setting up a cycle. There's some great information in there, so have your notepads ready. It's a really good one. As always, Gordon I Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. As always, leave us a five-star rating and review. This podcast is going to be very, very helpful, so share it with your friends. Share it on Instagram. Tag me in it. I appreciate the love and support so much. Happy New Year. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys, happy New Year, happy 2022. Um, it's fantastic to uh, have the first podcast of the year also be number 200. I don't, don't know why, it's just, uh, I guess every 100 or every 50, it's like an arbitrary celebration um, that you made it another milestone. Uh, but really, really, really excited with uh, how the podcast did in 2021. You guys took it over 1.5 million downloads. That's bonkers to me absolutely bonkers to me uh so i appreciate you guys i appreciate the love support um i appreciate you guys sharing it with other people i do this trying to help people and i hope that that is exactly what it's doing so today i'm going to talk about setting up a cycle and this is going to be focused on an improvement phase not necessarily a contest prep this is going to cover male and female i'm going to see if i can get it done in a half hour because i know that we love shorter podcasts let's dive right in First and foremost, you need to be able to understand the risks of what comes with a cycle, whether it's your first cycle, whether it's your second, your sixth, maybe it's the first cycle you've ever done properly. Maybe it's the first cycle you've ever done with a coach. You need to understand what are the risks that comes with it, okay? For a male, um, obviously, it's uh, most of the risks are going to be um, estrogen-related, but... Um, you know, there's still a massive misconception about how beneficial estrogen is for us. I do have a podcast planned very soon to cover, uh, to do an in-depth dive on why estrogen is so important, how estrogen allows us to become better bodybuilders, why we never really want it to be down to zero. Um, but it's going to be more so managing those side effects, the extreme mood swings, the loss of libido, um, prolactin buildup is another big one. Um, so, so like your nipples can release, um, uh, like a, a liquidy substance if prolactin is high. It also can be very, very hard um, to orgasm. Uh, as a male, if your prolactin is too high, uh, which is obviously never fun mentally, um, gynecomastia is a big deal. Uh, but gynecomastia, we also have to understand what this is. This is true, um, like, tissue forming around the nipples. This is a lot different than just having puffy nipples, right? If you're a guy, you're in a cycle, there's going to be times you have puffy nipples. Um, I've had athletes before in the past, like every check-in, they're like, man, you know, my nipples feel puffy, my nipples feel puffy. Like have them send me a picture, there's nothing there. And I'm like, oh man, like we, we just, we, we need to understand what gynecomastia is. There, there needs to be a tissue buildup around there. Now, having puffy nipples is a early onset to what could lead into gynecomastia down the road. Um, but as long as it's manageable and it's not like, 
getting worse in its current state, then you're probably pretty cool coasting there. A big item with PEDs is, you know, if people want to hop on them and use them and they want zero side effects, then you just honestly stick with creatine. Um, you know, don't go on PEDs. Uh, you know, for guys and girls, you're going to have acne that pops up here and there. Your voice is going to get um, deeper. You are going to have um, bodily hair that grows in, you know, different places and whatnot. Like, all of these things are very manageable, and these are all things that, you know, should be expected, um, you know, with utilizing PEDs. For a female, yeah, your, your voice can, you know, go back. There's There, there can be crackling. Same for guys. Um, you can download a voice recorder, and you can record yourself every four weeks and see if it's actually getting significantly worse. You can taper dosages on and off. It's like how I do it in my girls who utilize tests. Um, if we see side effects start kind of ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, we'll pull the test out for a prolonged period of time, allow systemic levels to come back down to normal, and usually these things kind of clear themselves out. And then we just kind of find that sweet spot of, okay, around every, like, third week or fifth week or whatever it might be for that individual that's when we see the side effects start creeping up so that's when we want to pull this thing back out um and allow them to come back down the systemic levels to come back down whatever but um you know it takes great communication between athlete and coach especially when you are utilizing peds um you know on the female side you know a really uh, a big one is going to be clitoral enlargement when that starts happening let's chat with your coach about it like hey you know this is what's going on uh because likely that's happening after like voices changed a little bit maybe some acne has popped up and things of the like but like i said a majority of these things are going to be things that uh can be maybe easily reversed or over time can be reversed or you know what you know whatever the case may be but there's a variance there that you're going to have to live with if you want to be competitive um you know in the realm of bodybuilding utilizing peds there's going to be some side effect variables that are essentially always going to be there but a big one that i always look out for and chat with my athletes about is definitely the mood swings um for sure because you need to be pretty mature to utilize PEDs, um, like emotionally mature uh, to, uh, to utilize PEDs. And, you know, I've talked at length here about like, man, uh, you know, the extremely, the overly emotional clients and stuff like that to people who have emotional responses to, um, you know, one training session or, um, you know, one off meal or, you know, uh, you know, one end result of a show, they commonly don't go very far in this sport. It's usually the people who are more even keel actually, um, coming on YouTube by the time this drops I believe um, I, I have a new YouTube up as well I'm relaunching that every Monday and Thursday we're going to have a drop on the YouTube channel so make sure to uh, check out Justin Mahaley on YouTube subscribe to that it's going to be some really good stuff nothing like vlog like it's going to be very informative and um, it's just an, another way for me to reach you guys um, honestly I got to be 100 with you guys Feeling super disconnected from Instagram. I haven't posted in a couple weeks. Um, you know, it, it was like, it's the beginning of the year and, and it was the end of the year before that. And like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it all just turns into clout this time of year. And people, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't. There, there's some weird stuff going on on Instagram. Um, like the free coaching and stuff. If, like, if you got to give out free coaching, like you're not a good coach period. If you've got to get out like scholarships or discounts or whatever for coaching, like you're not a good coach. And I don't mean to come off as super brash or harsh with that, but it's like, what about your paying clients? Like that is such a disservice to, to your paying clients. Like you have clients paying a certain price and then you're training to other people for free. 
Uh, I think that's a huge disservice. I have two prices. I have one price that you pay for not an IFBB Pro. I have one price that you pay if you're an IFBB Pro, but all of my IFBB Pros still pay. Um, I don't do the free coaching. I don't do like all that. No, because I'm I, I, I know that I bring a lot of value and you should know that as a coach as well. So like that's one, I guess at the end of the year, everyone making up these fake stats about what they accomplished in 2021 and then you scroll through their pages and there's nothing on there. And I'm just like, damn, you know, there's 52 weeks in the year. We won 65 times in 52 weeks. And if you scroll back through the Instagram, you can see every single one, but you're posting these stats. It, there's none of, there's not proof of any of it on your Instagram page. So that's just real weird. So it gets it gets flaky this time of year, um, and you know also, I think this time of year is when um, consumer awareness is at its lowest because people are just kind of looking for like the next best thing or something to gravitate towards. Um, I always love the December January time frame for my roster, and I'm seeing it hold true again here this year. It's a crucial, crucial, crucial time for my roster because. It always gets to show me like what what happened with your roster over the last twelve. Like if there's clients who are kind of pulling up the bottom end, they're not making the progression um, within their training, uh, within their protocols that you know they should be making. They usually fall off and jump ship around this time. If the work has been done by the rest of the roster and you know myself over the last twelve. You know, coming into the new year in January, you kind of see those people who are falling off with the progression, who aren't able to really keep up with the rest, kind of fall off and find a new path. And and that's beautiful. Like, I, I think that that's great because the athlete, your path has to benefit you and fit you perfectly as well. And the coach, your roster, your athletes have to have to have to fit you and benefit you. It has to be a two way street. And so if we can't benefit each other, then I, you know, that's it. And it's like that in any relationship. It's always a give take. And I think it's, you know, a very aware thing to do for people um, this time of year to kind of assess, am I keeping up with, with, you know, the riding of the ship or do I need to, you know, kind of go somewhere else and see, you know, what I can make happen there. And so this time of year is beautiful for me in terms of what that, what is actually happening on pen and paper, really hard for me on social media. So we're pulling back the YouTube, which I'm super pumped about. And I have a really great schedule with some really great people, um, to, you know, keep this thing going Monday and Thursday, um, for, a really long, I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming there. Um, and then obviously we have the podcast once a week. So I'm like, you know, on my end, I think I'm, I think that's enough. I'm going to try to do a Q and a on Instagram every week. Uh, cause I know you guys really get good stuff out of that, but back to the topic of the conversation, understanding the risk is a massive, massive item. Uh, first, before you start, a cycle. Now with that, we have a lot of different routes we can go. We have the DHT route, which is things like the Primo Bullen, the Anavar, the Masteron, the Terrenable, those are uh, Winstrol, those are all DHTs. We have obviously the testosterone-based routes, which is going to be all of your testosterones. We have a 19 Norris route that's going to cover the MPPs. Uh, the trembolones and uh, obviously trembolones very, um, you know, popular and I think very overused and um, its effectiveness very overblown uh, within the bodybuilding community. I, I, I don't use it much at all. Um, I would never use it in an off-season phase, and I know it's a very black and white statement, but trembolone shines when it's 
Uh, it shines best when it's used for its anti-catabolic effects. It's not; it doesn't necessarily shine its best when it's used as like some grower of muscle tissue. So low dose at the end of a prep is a really good place for it. Outside of that, and man, people take a lot. If you're taking like, if you're taking over like 350 milligrams of trembolone a week, you are taking way too much. That's you're, the 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 risk is far away, uh, outweighing the reward and you're doing a lot more internal damage uh, or call, just causing a lot more internal issues to navigate through um, that's far beyond the, the, the pros of that. Um, we have the Deca Durabolin, which I know for some reason has a weird um, um, like a stigma around it uh, because people are like scared of Deca Dick and things of the like. Um, but you know, if you keep things like prolactin and whatnot in check, then you're probably going to be pretty good there. Um, so we have these different classifications. Um, you're going to like, I don't, I don't use Equipoise, um, anymore. I don't think it has much reward at all. And there's a ton of risk, uh, you know, that does come with it. Um, so I like sick with what I know works. I love the testosterone. Those are obviously my first, those are, those are the go-tos. Um, we also have like the designer steroids and things like trust alone and things like that, um, which can be good for males in a low dose setting. I, I personally, I actually respond very well to trust alone. So I like it quite a bit. I very rarely use it in many people. Um, just because there's a big trust component there. It's definitely a tough drug mentally, uh, to navigate trust alone is, is definitely a beast, but yeah, whenever I utilize it, I really like it a lot. I see some really, really, really good stuff from it. I believe in running it in a very low dose setting. Like, uh, the max is like 50 milligrams a day is going to be a good place for trust alone. Anything above that, honestly, the libido is so uncontrollable. Um, and there's going to be times throughout the day that you, your, your mood is just not very good. Uh, no matter how mentally or emotionally mature you are, as long as you do have real trust alone. Um, so it's not really a huge point of the conversation here just because it's a very specific time and place for a trust alone to be implemented before the other items. Um, so if you're a female, you're coming in, you're you know going to be most familiar likely with the DHTs. It's been up until very recently, and I know I've been a huge person who's been pushing it and caused a lot of change in this, uh, that people started finally becoming comfortable with testosterone usage um, in women. But the reality is this has been going on in HRT settings, and we have so much, uh, not just anecdote, we have so much research um, done on this. And so many control groups over the past you know 30 or 40 years that we know that testosterone therapy in women is a very, very, very healthy route to go. Um, you know, testosterone is also, it's, it's going to be, in my opinion, um, it's going to have the, the tightest boundary, if you will. Uh, don't overstep this amount, right? And that amount's going to be different from everybody. Um, I like the testosterone propionate, um, but very, very, very recently, as in the past couple of weeks, I've come around to really, really looking towards a cipionate um, ester in my women because we're able to better control uh, the peaks and the valleys of that. And in propionate, you know, I've seen 
seen some blood work come back and well, wow, you know, your, 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 your test, your total test might be 400, your free test might be 10. Um, and then, you know, we get bloods done a couple months later and all of a sudden it's like, um, you know, 160 and, and like, and, and like five, which is still great readings. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, um, the, the, it's like the, the variance of that is just absolutely massive. And, you know, we probably don't really want you in the 400s. Um, we probably want you closer in that 160s, anywhere from the 100 to the 200 range. It depends on what you can handle. Um, you know, I, there's not a lot of people that are going to be able to handle, not a lot of women that are going to be able to handle a 400 prolonged exposure without having masculine uh, um uh, masculinization or virilizing side effects, you know, occur at a pretty rapid clip. Um, you know, most people tolerate somewhere between the 150, 200 pretty well, based on what I've seen. Some people, you know, can't really handle much over 100. Um, but you know, the, the, the reality is the results are, you know, still very good there as that's higher than what we uh, commonly are going to see in a female naturally. Um, so the testosterone base for a female, for a male, those are definitely my go-to. That's my top. Uh, for a male, it's like 1,000%. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I the base of every cycle, I firmly believe for a male should be testosterone. I feel like that should just be in there, period. If you're someone who does hold um, you know, some water, on testosterone, maybe pulling at the end of a prep would be good. But I've also seen in my experience, if you're actually, if you're inside out peeled, then you're probably okay. Um, you're probably not going to have much effect of holding water on the testosterone. I know um, I pulled it out of John Childress earlier this year when he was by far the most peeled guy at Junior Nationals, um, and it worked really well. Uh, but then there was someone like a Matt Cuxera who I had inside out peeled. He was the most peeled person at Easterns earlier this year, and I know we left it in. Um, so, you know, it just, it just depends person to person. Um, uh, it, it, you know, it's a kind of a judgment call that I guess you and your coach want to make, um, you know, when time's close, but I like leaving the testosterone in just because I, I think it, it gives us a nice little fullness component there. Um, I, and I'm not one, remember, I'm not one that's going to run the other drugs extremely high. Like the Trembolone, if it's used, it was using exactly one half of my guys preps this year. If it's used, it's not going to be super high. Um, I like I, I like an MPP a little bit more than I do a, a Trimbalone. I love the performance benefits of the MPP. Um, I it's one of my favorite anabolics. Um, we're gonna have a DHT in. Um, it might be a Winstraw. It's likely gonna be a Master on though. Like we're not uh, we're not gonna get down to the to showtime and you're gonna be having all these drugs in there. There's gonna be like three. So like I'm not one of those guys that's gonna use all that stuff. I'm gonna rely on some other things. I'm gonna rely on, um, you know, metformin to do its job. I'm gonna rely on growth hormone to do its job. I'm gonna rely on insulin to do its job. I'm gonna rely on the food to do its job. I'm gonna rely on the stress mitigation and pulling back the cardio and the training and whatnot to do its job in my guys. And um, you know, it looks like it's going pretty well for us so far. So I don't see why we would move off of that target. Um, now for my females, um, like I said, you're going to be most familiar with those DHTs and those are definitely the most popular. Now, if you are someone who, well, you know, I want to use orals cause I'm scared of a needle. 
um, there, 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 there's going to be a place of your bodybuilding career where, um, you know, you're likely going to reach a stalemate because you can only push oral so far and morally, um, you know, I have worked with athletes like this and, um, it, it's hard to say this to them directly, but that phobia is over after a week or two. I mean, after you realize that an insulin syringe, you can't even fucking feel it go in or out, and it does nothing, and it doesn't even make you bleed or anything, that phobia is over really quickly. Um, so, like, I think that's a... It's a weak reason to, you know, continue using orals, especially when orals are going to be much more um, uh, hepatoxic, and, you know, within you. Uh, than an injectable is. So an injectable is going to be more beneficial and it's also going to be safer. Um, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, so if you're someone who's like, oh, you know, I'm scared of needles, you need to get over it. Um, and I say that, you know, not from a place of lacking empathy. I say that from a place of, uh, I've seen a lot of people get over it. Like, oh shit, that's all it was? Like, I thought it was way worse than, oh my God, I thought it was going to be so much worse. Like, oh my gosh, like the first few times I wasn't able to inject myself and then I never even felt it and I had no idea it even happened. And like now it's funny looking back on, you know, how many stories I've gotten of that. And, you know, people who listen to the podcast too, who like thought, who've heard me reference it before, they were like, I was terrified of needles when I heard you talk about it. And then I tried it. Uh, I have my, my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whoever like do it. And I was like, oh shit, that was super easy. So don't. I don't want your first exposure, your second exposure, your third exposure of steroids to be tainted just because we think that we have, um, you know, a phobia of something um, that, you know, isn't really scary at all. I, I, I want you to do this thing the right way. It's like in football, you're not going to go out and play a game of football with a leather helmet like they used to use back in the 30s and 40s, right? Like you're going to go play with the full equipment um, because the full equipment is, you know, what's going to best prevent you from getting injured and it's going to give you the best chance to be successful on the field. This is a very similar route um, to take as that, if you will. So um, most women are going to, you know, go the side of DHTs first and foremost. Uh, that's perfectly fine to do. Uh, I think Prima Bullens, I think Masterons, they're fantastic. Um, it's super easy to manage the side effects of those. The systemic testosterone buildup is much slower with those um, than it is, you know, actual testosterone uh, uh, utilization. So they're going to be fantastic and they're going to get you results. At the end of the day, all, these things are all supplements on top of what you are already doing, okay? Taking a little bit of Primo isn't going to, or I should say, taking a little bit of test isn't necessarily going to make you better than someone who's taking a little bit of Primo. It's about what are you doing along with that, right? Now, like, if we're someone who's limited to orals only, yeah, there's, there's a monster, monster, monster difference that's going to end up happening, and you're going to want to have a strong genetic component um, that's, you know, on your side there uh, for those orals to do what uh, it's even close to what an injectable does. Um, uh, long term speaking, at least, because you can also run injectables, you know, quite a bit longer than you can run orals, um, health and blood work permitting, of course. Um, so understand within, you know, your 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 exposures. Um, each exposure is going to, you know, be different because our 
as bodybuilders, there's people who are really chasing after physique and performance improvement. Um, we're always changing internally. Our bodies are always changing internally. Um, our physiology, our biochemistry, it's all always kind of constantly evolving, if you will. So um, understand the risk, but also like understand what we're signing up for. Um, and I talked briefly on 19 NORS. Um, 19 NORS, so for my guys who are like skinnier in nature, I'll expose 19 NORS earlier than my guys who might be fatter in nature. Um, um, so in my girls... MPP is the only 19 nor that I would you know ever consider using it's because um, it's something that's naturally occurring in a female's body um, I have used MPP in the past and it's fine and well I I didn't see much of a difference um, honestly uh, from MPP than some of the DHTs um, now I also will say I haven't used it a ton. I've used it maybe uh, ten athletes over the last few uh, last couple years. Um, whereas the DHTs are much more, and the testosterone base is obviously much much more. Um, but the MPP is definitely very well tolerated uh, in most men and women. Um, it's considered somewhere wrongly. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, where it came from, but it's considered like a deca. What what is what is what do people call it? It's like considered something close to deca um, durable and. I, I, I'm not exactly sure where that came from. They're definitely uh, two vastly different um, steroids, though. Maybe I maybe I should do a podcast on that I'm not I like I I'm not sure where that came from do I need to do a podcast on that you guys can let me know if I need to do a podcast on that um now setting up a cycle we want to set it up based off of obviously what's your goal um okay you want to put on 30 pounds of lean body mass and be a super heavyweight bodybuilder well it's going to be a big cycle you're not going to get there on TRT um you want to go from um a you know, regional level figure girl to a national level figure girl um, in one year. All right, it's going to take consistent exposure. So in my girls, I don't really like doing the big cycles. I, I prefer doing long-term exposure as long as the side effects and the blood work suggest that we're able to, you know, do it in the right manner. Um, but, you know, with this, again, you know, you need to understand what exactly to expect. And this is something that I chat with my athletes about. Um, you want to take this route, like you're probably not going to have a cycle for a bit of time, Okay you're going to have higher levels of systemic testosterone. Um, you're likely going to have to have a higher tolerance, um, mental tolerance to some of the side effects, but this is also uh, very individual in those people. Um, so this, the goal of the cycle is going to be very big. Um, your cycle history is going to be a big deal. If you haven't historically ran master on very well, then we probably shouldn't run master on again, right? If you're a guy and you get, anxious on you know anything like let's not run it because the anxiety is not worth it we need to we need to do things that are um, going to fit your mental makeup 
as long as your physical makeup. Um, so let's make sure we have some blood work done. Let's make sure that we run everything alongside um, where the goals are, where the history is, where that person is right now mentally, where their work is. Um, and, you know, often you're going to notice if someone goes on cycle, the, the, the results should greatly enhance every time someone goes on cycle from not being on cycle. And if they don't, then that person, like every seven days, there should be changes. Um, and if they don't, that person's training just is not aligning with that goal. And so you need to really nail down on the training. I know, um, I've, I've had that happen in the past where, uh, people's training was, was, was poor. You know, they were sending me training videos where they were going hard. Um, but I could tell that the training wasn't being given the attention needed because every single week there were still fixes to training and people have been with me so long that, you know, after, if you've been with me like a year, we probably shouldn't need training videos anymore, right? Like everything should be pretty perfect by then. Um, and so, you know, if we been together a while and training videos are still, you know, at the forefront of what we're doing and or fixes. Uh, Cause I still ask my athletes have been me two, three years for training videos. Uh, but if we're still fixing things, then the training probably isn't really in line, um, you know, with, with where it needs to be to run a cycle. So as a coach, that's something that you really need to um, reflect on and, and, and look at. And as an athlete, it's, you know, your job to, you know, make sure this training is dialed the fuck in. That's what, that's what we have elevated testosterone. Now we need a stimulus to force that elevated testosterone and actually force some sort of change happening here. Okay. Um, so just something else to understand when starting a cycle. Um, when you're going on a cycle, make sure you have good health supplements, you guys. There's there's three companies I know that I really trust. Number one is obviously Revive. That's who I'm with. Um, you can use my code Mahaley at checkout for 20% off. I have my athletes load up on the Revive goods. It keeps us healthy. It keeps us good. And it's done, it's been amazing what's happened with you know a lot of blood work markers, um, you know, from going from no revive subs, you know, to utilizing the revive supplements. Um, it's, it's been pretty fascinating to see how high quality this stuff is. I know Morphogen Nutrition is absolutely amazing. They're just as good as, uh, of quality. It's a company I worked for before revive. I'm amazing. Uh, friends with the owner, Ben Hartman. Actually, my code is still active with Morphogen Nutrition as well. Um, I believe it's just Mahaley there as well, or it's Mahaley 20 or something like that. Um, I, I Morphogen is absolutely amazing. If you know anything about Ben um, and Deidre, they're the company owners. They're absolutely fantastic people. They're based out of Columbus. They do unbelievable work. Uh, the way they've grown their thing is amazing. Um, and then I know that uh, the HD supplements are really, really good as well. I believe they're based out of Canada, but they are absolutely fantastic. I've seen some really good stuff with them too. They have some fantastic... Um, uh, mixes put together there for, you know, uh, us achieving and, and keeping our best health. Um, so make sure that you have the supplements to go along with it. Guys, you should be taking some prostate supplements. All right. We should all be taking turmeric. Every single one of us should be taking turmeric. That's guys, that's females. We should have turmeric. If you're on PEDs, you should be using a heart supplement. You should be using a liver supplement. I believe we should all use K2 uh, D3 from Revive. I want your vitamin D levels in between 50 and 55. Somewhere in there on your blood work is a really good place to be. Most of us are not there. Um, 
I like protecting neuro neuro health. I like using Revive Brain and Omorphogen as a brain supplement as well. I think it's it's very important. People don't realize what you know long term exposure to anabolic steroids it does affect your cognitive functioning and keeping this in line long term. This is going to be big. Okay, I mean. <sighs> Look at a lot of the you know older bodybuilders. There's a lot of them. They're in good physical shape still and whatnot, but they're mentally they're not they're not a hundred percent there. Uh, Long term exposure can definitely do it. Now, I think a lot of them have some other items that were going on as well. Um, you know, we don't really need to get into and whatnot, but uh, you know, there's definitely a contributing factor there, in my opinion, uh, from what we've seen. I think we have a little bit of data on that right now as well. Um, now, when we're getting into a cycle, um, whether we're we're coming off of another one, whether it's the first cycle, whatever it is, if it's our first exposure and, you know, a prolonged period of time, I like dropping food into a little mini cup with it because the reality is your body's going to use the nutrients that you're taking in so much more efficiently than it was without being on cycle. Your systemic testosterone levels are going to be higher. Your systemic IGF-1 levels are likely going to be higher. Your sleep is likely going to be better. Your aggressiveness in the gym is probably going to be better. Your recovery is probably going to be better. So let's see what we can do to maybe push the protein up a little bit. Maybe we pull some other items down, like some carbs and fast, add in some light cardio. And I bet you, you're going to notice that you can drop some body fat and accrue some lean tissue at the same time. And any chance we get an opportunity to do that, it's definitely an opportunity that we should take in my opinion. Um, it's not something we can just do all the time we have to be set up for it right so like it's it's the prolonged time off um, or our first exposure i think setting us up into a little mini cut phase as long as your body composition permits if you're already nine percent body fat as a guy there's no reason right or if you're already like 16 percent as a girl there's no reason right but i don't you know, there for the first quite some time, we're going to see some good growth uh, just from having extremely hard training, good recoverability, and having that um, PED in there kind of working its magic. So I love setting my people up with mini cuts, though, because, uh, man, it's amazing to see what can happen when, you know, we're really pushing on all levels to, you know, overhaul a physique. And I have some people seeing some amazing results with this right now uh, because the reality is if it's your first exposure ever or it's your first exposure in quite some time, you are going going to grow muscle and you are going to get stronger. Um, there's hardly any way around that. If you're eating even average, you're, you're going to get there. Okay. Um, so some things that you should definitely see, um, it, you know, it, 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 it depends, you know, what you're using, of course, but we should see training increase every week. And it's not just like in terms of load and reps and things like that. There's a myriad of progressive overloading patterns that we have. We should be able to be more locked into a session. We should be more focused overall on the goal. Commonly when people start PED cycles, they're more serious about the rest of their protocols overall. But if you add PEDs on top of someone who's already attacking like a high level person, then man, it's just going to be unbelievable results that happen but the training component should be massive we should see higher libido um we should see more aggression um that's that's well channeled and, and well mannered you know in the gym um there should be more confidence honestly there should be more alpha attitude you have more testosterone in you there should be more alpha attitude um so you know, things to look out for. Uh, you should look more volumized. You should be able to hold a pump a little bit better, maybe a little bit longer. Um, you know, I, I always recommend trying to make sure to get six to seven liters of water 
all the time, year-round, daily, you're going to notice on cycle it's going to be real important because your body's using more of everything. You might notice a little bit of increased sweating and things like that. So your body's using everything, like a lot more efficiently than, you know, maybe it was used to, okay? So... um the biggest item is going to be that training component, though. That training should be getting better every single week. Again, doesn't have to be reps, doesn't have to be load, but what we control is better mind-muscle connection. Um, and, and are we contracting harder in the gym every single time? And, you know, it's never going to be 100. It's never going to be perfect, right? There's going to be sessions where it's like, fuck, you know, that was just a discouraging session. But, man, we should we should have, we should be putting our recovery tools full steam ahead into progression within that training, okay? Um, now, I have two items here left I want to talk about. I know I'm at 34 minutes. I have two items. Uh, deploying things like Clin, GH, Insulin. Um, so, like I said, I like mini-cutting my athletes. Um, if it's our first exposure in a while, and I'll, sometimes I'll use a little bit of Clinbuterol there next to that. Uh, just 20, 40 micrograms can greatly enhance um, and push our results even further if it's added in a timely manner, an appropriate manner. Um, that can be really beneficial. Um, and, you know, 40 micrograms isn't, isn't very much at all. But, man, it can really get you even more locked in mentally. And commonly, if you're more locked in mentally, you're going to have better mind-muscle connections, which goes back to this overloading uh, progression pattern that we do want to see growth hormone pharmaceutical only no generics it doesn't matter what your drug dealer told you um, their job is to make money um, your job is to be informed uh, generics are not real growth hormone um, if it's under five or six dollars in iu then it's not it's not it's not real growth hormone period point blank um the facilities that real growth hormone is made in are multi, 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 multi million dollar facilities. How would those ever be emulated by someone who's able to do it for a dollar in IU? It's not possible. You're getting fragments. So you're getting like HGH one seven six fragment or um, uh, ipamorelin, or you're you know you're 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 getting maybe MK um, in powder form. Um, you know whatever it is you're getting, it's it's not real stuff. Um, you're not getting real growth hormone. So real pharmaceutical growth hormone, as much as you can afford to take, um, it's going to be unbelievably beneficial, unbelievably beneficial. And insulin, I personally love using insulin. I love using insulin for my guys, for my girls. Um, when I use, I like using the, I only use fast acting, the humologs and whatnot. I use it when I see someone like, oh man, like we are really cranking right now. Like we got some high food. Um, I use it in two times. I use it when it's high food or I use it in a dieting phase. Um, so in a contest prep, I'll use insulin. Um, gives our pancreas a break. It's very, it's the most anti-catabolic thing that you can put in your body. Um, so it helps prevent muscle protein breakdown um, further than, you know, what we push it within our trainings. Obviously, when we're training, we're promoting muscle protein breakdown. Um, insulin can be absolutely fantastic and it helps us, you know, partition those nutrients, shuttle those nutrients right up. Um, I've, I've, I've noticed it helps make brain fog and prep easier, helps combat digestive issues because the partitioning is happening so easily and so seamlessly. Uh, so I love using insulin, um, you know, within my cycles. Um, now, when to add in a second compound, there's a 
there's a threshold of how far we can kind of push the first compound. This goes for guys and girls. Um, there's a threshold for how far we can push things. You know, in guys, there's a rule of thumb of like 13 to 15 times. Uh, the, the total milligrams of your peak cycle can be 13 to 15 times um, your, your body weight in, in kilograms. So you would find your body weight in kilograms. You'd multiply it by like, say, 14. Um, and that's your peak milligram for a cycle, Okay. I don't do things that way. I do things all based on biofeedback, and I very rarely have reached that amount in people. I do everything based on biofeedback. I, I consider myself a stress management, uh, uh, very, very proficient at, at stress management within my athletes. Um, and so if the training is good, then we're good. If the training falls off, then I'm probably going to add some more. If the physique is improving week over week, which it will if the training is good, then we're good. Um, and so when I see things stall out, I'll usually add in you know, a little bit more of whatever we see working. But there, of course, comes a time and a place. I don't like using aromatase inhibitors. I've made that very clear before. So if we push tests really high, we start having estrogenic side effects. I'm going to add in something that doesn't aromatize like a DHT, uh, like a Primabolin, a Masteron, uh, an Anavar, something of the like. And I'm going to add milligrams to the total cycle now based on or all from that DHT that does not aromatize. And so we have more milligrams, but the same amount of aromatization, but a higher non-aromatizing to an aromatizing ratio, which systemically essentially pulls down how much is actually aromatizing, right? So that way we can work around utilizing an AI. I don't like harming our lipids. I don't, I, I, I don't like shutting down estrogen. I like estrogen being as high as it possibly can be without us having side, you know, bad side effects from it. Because like I said, estrogen is very cardioprotective. It's neuroprotective. Um, um, it's liver, kidney, it's, it's internal organ protective. It's great for building muscle. It helps burning fat. Estrogen is very important. It's great for joints. Um, we, we, we don't want to cut it down. Okay. So a lot of another compound based off that, my guys, if I see this DHT is going well, we get it to a good place. The test going well, we get it to a good place. We'll commonly add in a third, and that third's you know commonly going to be a 19 norgs. That's another pathway. Uh, but also at this point, we're going to have quite a few different growth pathways happening. If you're one of my guys, you have metformin, there's one. You have testosterone, there's one. You have growth hormone, there's one. You have insulin, there's one. We have a DHT, there's one. That's five growth pathways. So the one you know one place we can still add in is a 19 nor. I'll add in a 19 nor. I'll see what we can get from that we have all of you know we have a lot of active pathways for growth contributing to that now my females metformin's one growth hormones one insulin's one and then the the anabolic is one i i rarely stack anabolics i do like using anavar or turinable on top of an injectable sometimes uh commonly a testosterone injectable at times but I very rarely stack things. I like I like playing with other variables um, like training volume, training frequency, um, uh, food, uh, food timing, insulin, things of the like. So not a lot of stacks going on there. But, you know, in contest prep, yeah, you know, there's a time and a place for a winstrol. Time and a place for um, maybe a master on um, on top of a test or 
if Mastron is our ba- base, you know, there's a time and a place for a Winshaw or a Turinable or, you know, whatever it might be, whatever the cycle calls for. Um, but setting up a cycle, I think this covered quite a few places here for you guys, and I got it done in about 41 minutes. So uh, happy new year. I cannot wait to chat with you guys next time. Have a fantastic week. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.